It's the hour. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jason. And on today's show... Doctor, I think I have COVID. Can you check up my ass? Sir, this is a glory hole. Parents try to opt kids out of Black History Month, but don't worry. I'm sure they have a black friend. 12-year-old almost dies after swallowing 54 magnets for science. You know, if he'd been a few months older, he'd have been old enough to accidentally have fallen on them. Louisiana woman takes helmet head to a whole new level. We don't usually talk about sports, and we won't still, because breakdancing has been added to the Olympics. And siblings in Scotland try to build the biggest snowman, but end up making a 13-foot-tall snow dick. Well, I guess they just got a little too excited. With siblings, it's usually just wet willies, not snow willies. <laughs> well, well, just remember to see your meteorologist if your snowman stays frozen stiff for more than four hours. Just please, please, nobody put an old silt hat. Fuck! <laughs> we had almost made it! Silt hat. I'm going to go back just before I started talking to that one. <laughs> uh, a silt hat is what you find in a river. Please, please, nobody put an old silk hat on its head. Well, don't ask where they put the carrot. <laughs> or the corncob pipe. <laughs> or the button nose. <laughs> you ever you ever made eye contact with a snow dick? <laughs> Two burning coals of eyes. What That's what them? happens when they're possessed. The, the coal lights on fire. Oh, is that right? I wonder yeah, where yeah. they put the, uh, if, if he had his scarf still or if they had, if it had been removed. <laughs> you know that's just that's just snowman mutilation right right it's not appropriate anymore it's the it's the 21st century it is that it's the 21st 22nd year of the 21st century isn't it fuck we missed it <laughs> we missed saying that it's the 21st year of the 21st century right yeah sure okay well good yeah. uh, i'm only waiting for the 24th and a half century then duck dodgers can save us Oh, good. And that's also uh, when Star Trek to uh, the next generation happens, I think. 24th century. Well, most of the Star Treks, right? Cause yeah, I think so. Next generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, all yeah. all the same time period. Yeah. Neat. Indeed. Jason, how Told was you. your... Oh, Flip, how was your week? I was going to say, how was your week? Oh, well, then I'll ask. I'll, I'll go then. All right, you go then. Uh, well, I'm back in the closet. Oh, uh, oh. <laughs> so I, I'm in my new apartment, right? And the the I put my my office in the closet. Have I mentioned this before? Ah, you have not mentioned this before because the last time we we spoke and podcasted, you were still in the the apartment of paper walls. Hooray! So yeah, I'm in this one now, and it's very nice. Um, and. I wanted like a a, a two bedroom apartment, and one of the bedrooms is for my daughter, right? But I wanted a separate <laughs> space for where I could go and work, and where I can go and sit and and at a desk and be like, um, uh, you know, more productive. And because um, of the wood, like the laminate floors in the um, the apartment, it, everything echoes. So anyway, I'm in th- recording from the closet right now. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it makes me think of uh, our first apartments and the, the tour guide. I was unfortunately not on this tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you and Becky told me all about uh, what she thought you could do in the closet. <laughs> yeah. It was large enough for a baby. Oh, good. You could put a baby in here. Okay. Or a podcast. Podcast hadn't been invented yet, though. Isn't that So weird? how's the move? How was the move? How did it all go? Sucks. Are you happy? Hey. 
fucking hate moving. God damn it. I'm not even all the way out of the old place yet. But I have. I know. I have like. <laughs> yeah. I had to delay recording because I had to go to the old place to get the microphone and headphones. I thought I had it over did, here, but I didn't. Did you have to break into the old. Uh, no, I still have the key. Oh, oh. Oh. Gotcha. I know. It's less exciting than that, but it's fine. So other than that, you know, just move in and uh, I, I can't. I can't do deliveries anymore because it is too difficult to get people to like in the building because this is one big building, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Like a hotel. Yeah. Like a hotel. And then uh, you wait, do you have a doorman? uh, Like a little hat? No, but that would be cool though. Um, No, people just, they just don't, it's, there are no signs. It's not apparent where the, where the apartments are. So mm-hmm. anyway, I'm just done getting deliveries. Because then they have to call you anyway and ask you where your apartment is and blah, blah, blah. And at that point, I might as well just go and pick it up if I'm going to have to talk to somebody. Well, <laughs> no, because you don't have to drive. I hate that, that That's the big the thing. If I, don't have to, if I don't have to drive, then then I'll go down to the door of the apartment or whatever just so I don't have to, like, put on blue jeans and a coat and all that shit. Um, <laughs> so you still have to get dressed because it's a public space to go down to the, the door. I can wear my pajama pants. Oh, I could wear my pajama pants to pick up food while I'm driving. Mm. Absolutely. No, absolutely not. That's inappropriate. What, <laughs> what if you got in a car accident and then you're stuck in pajama pants? <laughs> what if you get stranded on the side of the road and you're only in pajama pants? You'll freeze to death. That, well, that, that is a valid concern. Um, you'll freeze your nuts off. I will. You'll have to get you'll have to get a prosthetic snow dick. <laughs> I was gonna say I think my my ex got the nuts in the divorce. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, so if I'm gonna put my shoes on, right? Put on pants. Put on shoes. Mm-hmm. Put on a mask. Oh, you don't have to put on. You can put on slippers. Go down. You're still in your building. You're still in your building. I might as well just go get it myself. This is this is 100 percent false. Yeah. You do you, boo boo. Um, oh, I went to this new Chinese restaurant called Chia Xiang. It's not new; it's old. Um, <laughs> but it was very, very and how good. was it? It's very, very good. I'm very. What happy. did you order? Um, I got chicken lo mein, and it was actually okay. the second best chicken lo mein I've ever had. So really, I'm, where was the first best chicken lo mein? Hunan Gardens in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Oh, okay. not a sponsor. Right. <laughs> well, but sometimes we have those out of uh, out of town sponsors. <laughs> Yeah, right. Those out of town I'm working local on, Chinese restaurants. Yeah, I'm working on a, a Metamucil sponsorship. So. Oh, good. I'm working on and, a, and one for a new uh, uh, genealogy site oh. that you uh, turned me on to. Oh. So, yeah. Nice. Maybe we'll have the sponsor sometime soon. Yeah, I'm working on a sponsorship from Gobblers of Waters <laughs> or Gobblers <laughs> of Gaylord, whichever one will take my calls. <laughs> Uh, Look, we are we going to go there? <laughs> are we going to we'll... go there once it uh, once COVID's over? Can we record from there? Because that would be amazing. Yeah. That, that would be something. Uh, maybe so, so. Not to step on your, but talking about COVID being over, I got mm-hmm. my first dose of the the vaccine. Hooray! They Great stabbed news. me in the arm. Yeah, did you I had do to wait it? out. 
Did you do it in Washtenaw County or a different county? No, I was in Wayne County because my school is in Wayne County. Ah. And uh, it was arranged through the school. So this was a site only for teachers. Oh, Uh, very nice. And so so they said, hey, you know, here is your school's time window. So you can show up between 1 and 3.30, your school, this is your time, uh, and get your shot. Uh, And when I arrived, apparently that was the, the time window for all the schools. Oh. So I had, and they said, wear a short sleeve shirt. It'll make things go faster. It'll be easier for a staff. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense, right? Uh, and then I get there, and the line is like literally like 500 people long. And I had to stand outside in 10 degrees for two hours. In a short sleeve shirt? Well, I mean, I had a coat on over it. But, oh, okay. But, you know, you're, if I'd known, I would have worn a hoodie or something under it and taken that off once I was inside or something. Right. The poor lady in front of me, uh, she thought it was a drive up. And so oh, she no. was in like like pajama pants. Pajama pants. I was gonna ask. <laughs> <laughs> and slippers. And, and slippers with no socks. No, she wasn't. She was. Oh. And like a big coat. And when we got in to do our shots, and she took her coat off, she was wearing like a, a workout tank top. Jeez. Oh, I was like, I don't know how she didn't freeze to death because I was fucking freezing. Yeah. And I'm you know pr- usually pretty good with cold. And I was like, this is fucking cold. My toes literally hurt. Uh, it was it was absurd. Maybe she's but Canadian. May, maybe. How many times did she apologize to you for going first? Zero times. Zero okay, times. then she must be from Wisconsin then. <laughs> Apparently they're having a, a problem with, because there are so many healthcare workers from Washington County because the U of M health system and um, I think St. Joe's like uh-huh. health system, whatever, um, that the teachers are having trouble getting the vaccines in Washtenaw County. Really? Really? Yeah, because they're all going, still going to the healthcare workers. Like, rightfully so, of course. But mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like, it's weird that county to county, it can be that different. I can have an argument online with somebody about, they said it was, it was Washtenaw County's, uh, like, people were jumping, jumping to conclusions that teachers weren't allowed to get vaccines, whatever, in Washtenaw County. Um and I was just, I was like, they should have planned it better. Whoever planned it, I don't know if it was the county or the state or the federal government. So they knew how many healthcare workers we had in Washtenaw County. Like, why would you? Yeah. I don't know. They're, they're like, give them a break. I'm like, no, <laughs> life or death, literally life or death situation here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can all, we can always blame the federal government pre-January. Of course we can. You always blame of, the last guy. Always blame the last guy that had your job well, for any problems. I mean, to be fair, we're only like three weeks into the new guy, so. <laughs> <laughs> is that all? Holy shit. Uh, it, right? It feels like a lot longer, it but no, does. we're like, this is the, the third week, I believe. He's done so uh, much. Yeah, I mean, lots of people got vaccinated since last, like, I was, we were watching the news for my students, because mm. my, my elective, we watched the news, mm-hmm. and uh, it was like Monday or Tuesday, and they said something like 7 million people have been vaccinated since the previous Thursday. That's incredible. And and how, like, insane that was that it jumped so much. So. Are they talking about first vaccination or full vaccination? Uh, I'm not sure. They they did not say. Because the numbers are way so, down it could've, it could've now, been too. Yeah. So I'm, they I'm are going, going down to pretty quickly. play hockey next week. Uh, because really? the numbers are down and, and the state says that we can play team sports again. So, um, wow. yeah. Here's my thing. Okay. Here's my thing. 
And we're still talking about my week, right? Okay, good. We are. We are. <laughs> so that's very exciting because it's the only only physical activity I get to do, right? So obviously there's a higher risk of getting COVID when you go play hockey. I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, if they say that you can go, like the state says you can go play hockey or you can go do team sports, like they're relying on experts and things to say, oh, the risk is not as much as it was, let's say, back in January or, De- or December. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to rely on them to let me know that it's safe to play hockey. You see what I'm saying? I'm just relying on mm-hmm. the experts mm-hmm. who we elect and who our electors or people that we elect choose for these positions. But I'm still nervous. Okay. Well, I mean, just because they say it's safe doesn't mean you have to do it. Doesn't mean I have to. No. Uh, and also, just because they say it's I don't think they're necessarily saying it's safe. They're saying it's less dangerous than it was before. And that doesn't mean it's a good idea. Uh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think, I mean, we we opened restaurants again. Right. And I still won't go and, to a restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Because, because I feel like that is being done due to the pressure of the economics of it, not whether or not it's the, it's the safest thing to do. Interesting. So why, so they... They um, react, reactivate it, whatever, like they're uh, mm-hmm. fucking soldiers. They, it's high school sports, too, that they did. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder if that's because there's probably political pressure to get the kids out together or whatever. Oh, yeah. I mean, all the pressure to open schools. Right. We got to open schools because our kids need babysitters. Jeez. Um, <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's all down to the economics. It's not whether it's necessarily safe or not. It's because politically and economically, it's something they want to do. So here we are. Yeah. So I guess I have to rely on this other money-making institution to decide, like, if we have games canceled or not, if there are people that have COVID. Hey, I have a question for you. So, you know, the mm-hmm. uh, the Super Bowl was last weekend or whatever. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, imagine, like, one of the, like, Tom Brady, for example, the, the big quarterback. Uh, uh-huh. Imagine him testing positive for COVID on Sunday morning. You think they're going to release that test and not let him play? Absolutely not. That fucker's playing. No, no, he's playing. He's, he's playing the Super Bowl. Absolutely. <laughs> so anyway, so, that's... They'll uh, just get him a face shield over his uh, <laughs> right. helmet. Yeah. Just let him have him wear a bubble over his head. So yeah. anyway, Jason, uh, how was your week? Oh, well, it, I guess the big news was that I got the vaccine. Hooray. And you got the jab was, in the arm, so to speak. I did. You know, the way that they talk about, you know, the jab in the arm, I was, it was not bad. It was no worse than like, uh, all right, it was a little worse than a flu shot because usually flu shots, I have like no discomfort after them. Mm-hmm. And for this one, I was like a little bit sore. Okay. My muscles so, get sore after a flu shot. Like the muscles oh, really? in my arm that I get. Yeah. I don't usually have that problem. So this was, you know, slightly different. I don't know. For me, it was much more like a, a tetanus shot because a tetanus shot, my arm is usually a little bit sore. Oh, okay. After yeah, I gotcha. one. So, yeah. but not bad. It was okay. Um, you know, no fever, no you know, any reactions or anything like that. It was just next day was a little sore. By the end of the day, I was feeling fine. And, you know, I, and at no point was it hindering me. Because that's the other thing. A lot of people said that uh, they got tired. Like it made oh, them tired. Right. Yeah. And and I was like, look, I'm a teacher. We're always tired. So <laughs> get out of here with that. Overworked and underpaid. 
<laughs> Look, I'm actually I'm not trying to make a ton of noise with my glass. I'm very sorry that that was happening in the background. Uh, I I didn't even notice it. Okay, so. good. I was just finishing my so vodka and club soda. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was the kind of the big thing. The last few days I've been watching quite riveted to the impeachment trial. Oh, is that right? I've not been watching yeah. any of it. How's that going? Oh, I, I think I watched probably like four to five hours of the eight hours yesterday. Oh. They... They are making a very compelling case. Oh, good, good. Like, I, I wish more um, people watched, like, you know, people watch, quote unquote, the news. Right. Um, you know, but, but it's cable news and it's all curated and whatnot. Like, I was watching just, you know, the flat coverage uh, from C-SPAN. So there's no Ugh. commentating. No, like, it's just the camera's on and you're listening to them speak. I wish I had and, C-SPAN. <laughs> it, I I don't have C-SPAN. I just go online, cspan.org. Well, just hit, you just hit play. The hell am I doing then? I don't know. Uh, and like they are laying out a fantastic case. Like they are doing a really good job. And the one time that Trump's so the first day was they they had the arguments on whether or not they thought it was constitutional to have a trial for a president who's no longer in office, which. <laughs> Is stupid because they've, I mean, they haven't done it with a president, but they've, they've tried, they've actually impeached members of the federal government after they're no longer in office oh. uh, because it'd be stupid if you couldn't, because then everyone could just quit and avoid getting in trouble. I have a like, question. That logically so, doesn't make any sense. Why, why are we always talking about whether something is or isn't constitutional? So first of all, that's, because up, to if the, it's not, that's up to the Supreme Court to decide if it is or isn't constitutional. But also uh, sometimes, well, up to the federal it, courts, at least. Right. Well, in this case, the, the Senate could decide that it's not constitutional and they could have voted and said this is not a constitutional thing. So we're not going to do it. Right. Because in this case, they are the federal court. Right. Exactly. But the, everyone can just go and read the Constitution. It's not like, um, well, I don't know. Can, uh, like but, it's right there. Anyone can read it. Wiki, yeah, Wikipedia.org. But, <laughs> but here's the problem. It is right there, but that doesn't it's interpretive. Yeah. So, for example, what does the second amendment mean? Does uh, it mean that I can have a gun? No, it's a right for you to have arms of a bear. Uh, exactly. Or can I have a tank? It says the right for me to bear arms shall not be infringed. If you say I can't have a tank, that's infringing my right to bear arms. That's true. Uh or as, you know, other people look at it, it, the first part of the clause says the, uh, the a well-regulated militia being necessary for the protection of the country or whatever. Uh, does that mean, oh, no, the people it, to bear arms, they mean like, you know, the people as plural, like we the people have the right to have a defense situation such as militias, uh, which is what they were doing at the time. So it's it it is interpretive. Oftentimes, because when they made the Constitution in, you know, the 1780s, they weren't thinking of every possible contingency. They didn't know the 200, tanks 240 would years down the road. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Tanks, like <laughs> machine guns, even, you know, they were they were using, you know, the all right, let's pour the stuff in and put the ball and then shove it down and then, you know, light a little <laughs> fire. So it shoots the ball out the end. Right. Uh, and it goes, woo. Um, <laughs> it goes, woo. And then the other problem is that the when they talk about like impeachment, it's for high crimes and misdemeanors. What does that mean? 
what's a high crime and a misdemeanor? Like, there's a lot of gray area that until someone has tried that, uh, we don't know what it means. It's so crazy. There's no, there's no precedent for it. <laughs> no precedent, precedent, precedent. It's so crazy that, like, when I bought my, um, my little uh, Wi-Fi lights that I had to sign a user agreement that was more succinct and, uh, like, had definitions of certain items in it, right? Like, what what mm-hmm. is bare, what does bare arms mean? So what does well-regulated mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. got that kind of stuff in the top, and then it tells me that um, they have the right to steal my information or whatever. So I, I think part <laughs> because, of it comes because, down to... Because I have light bulbs that I want to change to 10% brightness if I'm sleeping. That's why uh, I gave away all my rights. To sue. I mean, part of that is because the company doesn't want to get sued well. or lose money in any way. And so they're going to be as specific as possible. Yeah. Uh-huh. They're going to put everything, everything in there, the whole kitchen sink. And, uh, you know, in the 1780s, they were like, oh, well, everyone knows what we're talking about, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, everybody's cool with this, right? Yeah, sure. And then, you know, people change their thinking as 240 years pass. Uh, and they change their understanding of things as time passes and news. I mean, the whole idea of privacy isn't in the Constitution anywhere uh, because the word privacy hadn't necessarily been invented in the way that we use it nowadays. Right. Well, you just close your door <laughs> in, in 1780, whatever, and just like, oh, no thanks, and just close your door and yeah. lock it. That's, that's privacy. Exactly. So, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, I've been watching a lot of the trial, and I wish everyone was watching it because they they're really laying it out very well um and the trump guys are just like a disaster oh of course of course but the first uh, the first um part of it like i said was them arguing over whether or not it was constitutional to have the trial uh, the trump guy was like just meandering like i was like what 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 point are you making what, what are you doing <laughs> he just wants You're to waste enough time to yeah, move it on. was like it was like he, either he was getting paid by the word, um, or he he was just trying to like run out the clock. Like, dude, you don't have to talk the whole time. <laughs> he saw Mr. Smith go to Washington one time, and instead of being inspired by it to be a better like uh, lawyer or or public person, he was like, "No, I'll just use the filibuster." <laughs> well, of course, I'm just gonna try and filibuster this this trial. <laughs> So, yeah, that's that's about it. Tomorrow, uh, I don't have to go into school because we're having a professional development day. Ooh. And they were nice enough this time to allow us to do it from home. Aww. Because at the beginning of the year, we had a professional day where they made us all drive into work to sit in our rooms and do all the PD on the camera. That is so dumb. That is so like, dumb. Uh... Really? You wasted <laughs> an hour of my life driving there and back so that I could do something virtually from from Google Meet, like, come on, come on. Yeah. So I'm very happy that they decided to do it that way um, and, and not do it the stupid way. But I heard uh, someone say on some video or whatever that, like, working an office job, uh, mm-hmm. not that teaching is an office job, but, like, working an office job is uh, working for three hours and then uh, spending five hours acting like you're working <laughs> just to get your own hours. Well, I have I've had an office job before, as you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, my last office job I had it was working for about twenty three minutes, and then spending seven hours and forty seven minutes pretending I'm working. Right. 
So I got very, very good at Angry Birds uh, and did a lot of <laughs> lot of tumble scrolling, Tumblr scrolling. Wow, that really so. really tells us what what uh, time frame that was, <laughs> <laughs> right? Who uses Tumblr anymore? Were you playing Candy Crush too? I was indeed playing Candy Crush uh, for a little while. I also had my Farmville uh, oh, going on. Oh wow! You know, harvesting those grapes. <laughs> So I, I am a very anti-work. I don't think people should have to work. I think it's dumb. Um, and I won't go into it any further. <laughs> or like if they're, uh, they're going to force us to work, uh, just make us come in f- until we get our work done and then let us go home. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Not that we're not working from home right now anyway, but not you, me. Anyway. It, it, it's definitely a... Uh... A system designed on the ideas of the industrial age. Definitely. And we are not in the industrial age yeah. anymore. No. And, and I know we have we have listeners uh, who do jobs that are like, you know, you're, you're always working. Right. Like, like when I, I worked in a Ford plant uh, and I worked 12 hours a day minus breaks. Hmm. Like the entire time there was there was like occasionally a downtime where like somewhere somewhere else on the line something stopped. And so that stopped me. Uh, and so like we'd wait and, but in that kind of situation, you have an idea of like, all right, well, this is going to be down for three hours. So go home. Shift is over. Uh, or this is something that we'll have fixed in, you know, the next 20 minutes. So just sit tight and then we'll get moving again. Yeah. Uh, So that's, you know, that, that's what this kind of thing is designed for like eight hour work days. I need you for eight hours to do this job because it doesn't stop. But in an office job, that's not necessarily the thing. There's a lot of waiting involved because, you know, you've got emails and you're waiting for someone to respond. And, like, you know, you're just sitting there and just sitting in this, like, space waiting for something to happen is not very productive. Like, you could be at home doing other things. Like, when I was teaching from home, it was fantastic because instead of having to wait for them to, like, transition classes and recess and, you know, all these other wasteful moments in the day that are necessary when you're in a school together. When I was at home, I didn't need those. So I could like go unload the dishwasher for, you know, five minutes while transition time was, you know, things like that. How do people get stuff done at home? Yeah. Like if you have to go in first thing in the morning and you work until six, you don't get home until you got to pick up the kids, whatever, get home at six thirty seven, mm-hmm. you eat dinner, cook dinner, get the kids ready for bed. Like how, how, when do you do all this stuff? This house stuff, bro. I mean, are you asking me personally, no, or I'm is just, this rhetorical? It's a rhetorical, bro. Okay. <laughs> I, I have a schedule, so. <clears throat> no, good, good. I do certain things on certain days. Yeah. Tell us your well, schedule. If you'd like to, yeah, if you'd like to <laughs> tell us your schedule, you can send us uh, comments uh, and schedule suggestions on when you do that work stuff uh, at thehourpod at gmail.com. You can also tell us on Facebook at facebook.com slash thehourpod. Or you can tweet us at the hour pod. We had a couple of listeners submitted. Well, maybe one listener submitted story. And then one, my mom submitted story this week. But she's so not a listener, but friend of the show. Friend of the show. We'll call my mom friend of the show. Sure. Well, that's exciting. Even though I don't think she liked the content. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure she likes you. So, uh, yes, she does. Still can be friend of the show. I'm her little angel. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, some updates. Ooh. So, in episode 132, Bootleg Bone Inc., uh, 
we were talking about how China was building a green wall of China to stop the desert from stealing more of its land. Right, right. Well, apparently, the same idea is going on in Africa, Ooh. where they are trying to build a great green wall. Okay. Oh, like like China did. Yeah, yeah. So they've got the, the Sahara Desert there, uh, which covers kind of the northern sections of the continent of Africa. Yeah. And like many deserts, it is expanding, and they want to stop that. So 11 nations are trying to work together to stop the encroachment of the uh, Sahara Desert. Okay, okay. Uh, those nations include Senegal, Burkina Faso, Mali, Nigeria, Chad, Sudan, uh, Ethiopia, and, of course, Djibouti. <laughs> Uh, and some other nations as well. Uh, so in 2007, the African Union put forward a proposal for a 4,350-mile cross-continental barrier. Uh, the project would create 350,000 jobs and salvage 18 million hectares. Hectares? Hectares. Hectares. How, hectares? how many acres are in a hectare? Uh, seven. Uh, right. Of land. Well, no, I don't know. So is this... Um, is this a result of, uh, no, we probably don't know. If it's a result of climate change caused by man, like, I'm good with it, like, put up the green wall or whatever, or, like, deforestation. Um, but if it's, like, a, just a natural occurrence, I just say let it happen. And, like... Uh, I mean, it's probably, it could be a little of both. Yeah. It sucks for those people that live in that area, though, <laughs> you know? So I feel like if, you know, that they've got to live... So, I guess what would be easier, moving a ton of, like, millions of people or um, just putting up some trees? I think putting up trees is a little better. I changed my yeah. mind. I'm okay with it. And, and <laughs> it's not exactly, yeah, it's not exactly like trees are, it's not, they're, they're not building coal plants. They're building, right. actually, you know, things that could be helpful. It I, takes carbon out of the air. I thought about it for, for the more atmosphere. than five seconds. I'm okay with it now. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, apparently, there's 2.47105 acres in a hectare. Oh, okay, good. So, there you go. Uh, while people have been planting trees, it, the going is slow, and they think that many of the trees that have been planted so far have died. So, oh. Well, if not, they're planting always, in them not always in the working well. Sahara, they might need to water them. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Um, not, a lot of, not a lot of rain in the desert. No, not a, that's kind of it's famous it's why, for that. Why it's a desert, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's dry as a Sahara over here, barkeep. <laughs> it actually uh, another, is. My drink uh, is empty. Oh, hey, dear. Um, before we move on, um, mm -hmm. so, you know, on the radio, mm -hmm. uh, do they wear clothes, do you think, when people are on the radio? when they? Well, I feel like being naked in a radio station probably frowned upon. Probably, when they're like, WWJ, News Radio 950, and they're like, ass naked, you know? Um, I've yeah, got, that'd be weird. So, I, I feel like I'm moving around, because I, I gesture a lot when I speak, you know? I feel like you can hear all this. Like, do they not... Wear these kind of clothes, or do they just have better mics on the radio? I mean, it might be better mics. It's probably better mics. Maybe they have special uh, guidelines for these are the type of clothes you should wear. Oh, maybe they can't wear cotton poly blends. Could be, could be. Okay. I don't know. Can you hear me? Can you hear, can you hear my clothes moving? Not at all. So I'm 100% cotton. Oh. Oh, oh are you wearing your pajama pants? <laughs> I, I am wearing my pajama pants, and... Uh, a nice shirt and a, a hoodie. Nice. Oh no, a hoodie, nice. Yeah. See, I'm wearing uh, my button-up work shirt. That must. I be mean, it. it's not a nice hoodie. It is. It is falling apart. It is a janky ass hoodie. Uh, it is my basement and dog walking hoodie. 
<laughs> Those are the only times I wear it. That's funny. Uh, we have another update. Oh, we do. Oh, I'm sorry to derail our updates. Oh, no, no. It's it's totally fine. This is people's favorite part of the show. Is it really? Uh, so way... It, that's what they say. Not the updates, just the... No. The whole beginning part before oh, right, we actually right. talk about anything. Uh, so, so way back in episode... Wait, wait. The, the people's favorite part of the show is just this part before we do any of the actual show. Exactly. So exactly. we should just do this and just call it a night. We've been doing this you, for you know, 32 minutes friend now. Of, friend of the show, Eric, had basically the same idea, right? you got to have a reason to do a podcast, though, right? you got to talk so about So his something. reason, was, what was it called? Uh, drinks or something? Happy hour or something like that. Yeah. Where we, we each we each have a drink, and then we chat about a topic uh, of our choosing. And when everyone's out of their drink, the podcast is over. Oh, so it could, it could last like five minutes or an hour or whatever. Yeah, I mean, if we're just doing shots, it'd be a very short podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's true. But then what's the point of doing shots if you're not going to like appreciate the, the feeling of the shot after? Indeed, indeed. I'm sorry. So, Back to I mean, I thing. don't imagine. I don't imagine we'd be doing shots in that situation. No, maybe you. <laughs> <laughs> so I used to watch on YouTube. There was a channel called Drunk Disney, and so they do oh, yeah. a drinking game to a Disney cartoon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, and it, it got a little crazy with some of them. They ended up doing like you know 21 shots. Whoa! Uh, but it was like half shots, so. But still, like that's a lot to drink. Yeah, no. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes they were very drunk, uh, because Disney movies. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed, are usually about like seventy minutes long. Oh yeah, yeah. So that, that can be uh, that can be very very fast for that much alcohol. There was a uh, there was a YouTube channel. I don't know if it's still going on called My Drunk Kitchen. This was mm, back mm-hmm. in like 2010, 2011, something like that. I was never a fan of her. Something really? about her just bothered Interesting. me. No, but she would just get drunk in her kitchen and just be And like, cook something. And cook something. And be pretty sloppy drunk cooking by herself, oh, absolutely. which I don't think was the best idea. Oh. Uh, no, definitely not. Uh, well, in the, the Disney show, in addition to the, the drinking game, they also each got a drink attack where they would say drink attack and then they'd all have to drink something. Nice. Um, and usually they like toasted or something to some mm. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was amusing. See, they can't do shows like that with marijuana because <laughs> you would just stop talking, I think. <laughs> Take a hit every time Cinderella like blinks her eyes or whatever. You're just like, oh. <laughs> like, what even is Cinderella, bro? <laughs> uh, but getting back to our updates, back in episode 13... Yes. So we're going way back. Oh, wow. Uh, episode 13, Luck of the Irish Americans, hmm. which we did in October of 2018. Jesus. Right? Yeah. Uh, we did a story about a gender reveal that led to a wildfire that burned 45,000 acres and cost $8 million to contain. Okay. All right. And then in episode 71, From B-Hole to V-Hole, uh, we did a story about a gender reveal where a woman died from shrapnel from an explosive reveal. That's right. Somebody's grandma died, right? Uh-huh. Shit. Uh-huh. And then in episode 91, Grandpa Tanner, a dad-to-be hit his soon-to-be mother uh, in the head with a baseball bat while trying to hit the gender reveal baseball. <laughs> All right. So I have a question. Uh- uh-huh. I know where this is leading. So we did uh-huh. these stories inside the episodes. Is this, uh-huh. is this the last gender reveal mistake tragedy we're going to do? Because it's in an update instead of the actual story? 
or the latest in the string, I guess. Okay. Because gender reveal strikes again. Uh, a man from Flint, Michigan, was killed by, from shrapnel from a celebration cannon uh, that went off at a gender reveal party, killing the 26-year-old who was standing about 10 to 15 feet away from it, from it according to police. Wow. Well, at least it, it saved him the, um, <laughs> the pain and suffering of coronavirus. <laughs> or having to say that the kid was cute. Um <laughs> Can you imagine that though? Like you're you're getting ready. You're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go party. It's gonna be fun. We do that, and then you're do- you're you're like going to your death, and you don't know it. Oh man! And you, what if like you don't even want to go to this gender reveal party? Yeah, yeah. You're like, ah, oh, fuck. Like I would not want to go to a gender reveal party. Yeah, I'd be really annoyed that I had to go to a gender reveal party. <laughs> and, then, and then here you are, dead, dead as a doornail. And what if your you last d- thought was like, I should never have come. <laughs> Here, you know what? You know what doesn't fucking kill anyone? What's that? Saying, "Oh yeah, we're gonna have a girl." Well, I don't know. What if it's so surprising? You're you're in the car when you're listening, and you veer off the road and you die. Did you? Well, hear about... I feel like other problems are are happening at that point. Yes. Did you hear about the uh, this huge pileup? This huge uh, big pileup in Fort Worth, Texas. Mm-mm. So apparently, it iced a little bit uh, last night and this morning. They had I don't know how many cars piled up but there's video of it online it's insane like semis going full speed plowing into stopped cars it's absolutely insane five people have died so far it's not jeez this is not the type of story always... we do on the on the show no because that's nothing funny about that but what if they were on their way to a gender reveal is what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> well maybe it was part of a gender reveal it's like one truck ran into the other truck and exploded whatever color powder uh it was <laughs> That's horrible. I like it, though. You get those special uh, tankers. That's how they do it in Texas. Everything has to be bigger Everything's bigger in Texas. That's right. That's right. That's right. Oh, it was a a 133-car pileup. Is that? Wow. That's a lot of pileups. Look, I'm doing an update already. At least six are dead now. At least six are dead. So So. this this is crazy to me because, like, they don't have salt trucks. And they're they're famous for – I don't – well, I assume they don't. They're famous for not having salt trucks because they don't do anything about the salt or, like, the ice or the snow or whatever what happens. They're just like, eh, Because it's melt. rare. Yeah, it doesn't it's happen super very often. Rare. But if six people have died, would it – I mean, it would cost – I don't know how much a salt truck costs, you know? Buy some salt, have it shipped in. You know, Amazon will do, like, next-day delivery for salt uh, or whatever. Okay, 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 Jeff. Who the fuck's going to pay for that? What, are you going to raise our taxes? It's, this it's is in, Texas. It's in Dallas. I don't give a fuck what they do. They don't, they don't even have income tax, do you know that? Yeah, because yeah. they're not going to pay for salt trucks. <laughs> right. You do it yourself. You want salt, you go get some from McDonald's and you sprinkle it on your road. Yeah. I know you do a devil, devil's advocate, but I, seriously, like what, what it costs them to do one salt truck that could just like go down a highway and put salt down when they think they're going to get ice. You know what I'm saying? Not the side streets, just the interstates. And maybe you save six limes and maybe you don't. But how much does that cost? That's all I'm saying. Well, the truck itself yes. costs about $250,000. Okay, that's easy. Um, I've got that in the bank right now. I invested in GameStop, bro. <laughs> Just Hope kidding. you got out. <laughs> yeah, Hope right. you got out. <laughs> um, but I don't know what the, the, the price of a, a government salt truck is. Right. Even a guy, you know, a guy with a pickup just... Or a dump truck. Anyway. 
<laughs> yeah, you just get a you get a pickup and just a bunch of uh, of salt. Every every pickup in Texas, right? Well, then you then you end up with a pylum. So I get that. Well, yeah. Well, the Lansing State Journal uh, says that uh, the cost is worth it here in Michigan. Well, so. of course, the cost is worth it in Michigan because it snows a lot. Well, shouldn't we be used to it? We should. I, I mean, it's not that people don't wreck in Michigan in the snow. They still do. <laughs> it just seems like a big pileup. And it's not that they, we don't have pileups like that in 94 either. I don't know. I'm just saying. Maybe just get a salt truck in Dallas. Right, it well, doesn't here, here's, uh, here, so East Lansing spent mm-hmm. $102,000 on 2,800 tons of salt last year. Okay. That's not that expensive. So just the, just the state, uh, city of East Lansing. Ingham what? County... Spent six hundred seventy-one thousand four hundred seventeen dollars on road salt. For government spending, that doesn't seem like that much to me, right? Well, uh, no, no, no. I, but the thing I'm saying is, uh, Texas is quite a bit larger it is. than than Ingham County. Also, I'm just saying, just like in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, just just the interstates too. Anyway, so uh, you know, hey, I, I'm, I'm supporting. <laughs> I, I'm supporting the idea that you know, throw a little salt down, or at least some sand. Right, some sand. Yeah, something just to get a little more grip to it. One of my friends told me that um, his mom accidentally, <laughs> his mom accidentally bought uh, water softener salt. <laughs> How'd that, it go? Thinking that she could salt her driveway and her um, uh, sidewalk with it. You know, those pellets are big, right? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, very she, large. She still put them down, and it was actually nice because people walking by, like, stomped all the pellets down and made it smaller salt, and it really worked. Well, there you <laughs> go. I bet it was a lot more expensive than rock salt. Though. Oh, I'm sure it was. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, just expensive. Yeah. All right. Jason, do you, uh, do you ever, like, when you squeeze a lemon, do you grit your teeth really hard when you're squeezing the lemon? Uh, no. That's weird. So more than a million Beijing residents undergoing coronavirus testing amid a fresh outbreak have been administered anal swabs. What? Yeah. The swabs are considered more accurate and and raise the chances of detecting COVID-19, said a Chinese disease specialist. What? Uh, and which the person getting tested said, okay, okay, I have it. Please don't, don't. I have it. <laughs> That's why they were more accurate. <laughs> right. A lot of false positives, though. A lot, a lot, of, false, of, a lot of false positives, a lot of uh, um, self-incrimination going on there. <laughs> indeed, indeed. <laughs> look, look. I, a lot of hospitals with people falling accidentally on uh, COVID tests. <laughs> on COVID swabs. <laughs> I love it. No, the problem was the tester, like, turned his head for one second. It just sucked it right in. Oh. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Your, your southern black hole just took it right in. Oh. So, uh, my, my dog is currently trying to dig in her bed to get a better spot. I understand. I do it, too. She's just nervous about that anal swab. <laughs> right. Well, she's had them, so she knows. <laughs> well, the, the Dajing and Dongxing mass... Uh, sorry. Dajing and Dongxing began to mass test... Uh, on Friday, after a nine-year-old boy tested positive for the vir- uh, more vi- very, <sighs> yeah, the UK strain. You could say that again. Uh, is that is that where some like fucking child molester got the idea? Oh, we should do anal swamps. This nine-year-old boy <laughs> tested positive. Let's do that. Let's do that. 
<laughs> his testing was being done at the uh, the local ch- uh, Catholic church. <laughs> uh, but right before it was bombed by the Chinese government. <laughs> Health authorities are aiming to screen more than 2 million people in 48 hours. Mm, that's a lot of bubbles. Uh, and we, yeah, we are hoping to to uh, screen 2 million people, hopefully, uh, by, you know, next month. Right. Anal swabs have been in use since last year, including in the major port city of Shanghai. But the method is so far reserved for individuals with potential COVID-19 hotspots. I think, I, I swear this is a punishment by the Chinese government. I don't think this, they don't need to do this. Uh, what we found is that in some infected patients, the coronavirus survives for a longer period of time in their digestive tract or excrement. Then, in their respiratory tract, said Beijing's Yuan Hospital's Li Tongzheng, uh, adding, of course, anal swabs aren't as convenient as throat swabs. And they couldn't just wait for the excrement? I mean, mean, you would think. uh, But apparently, you know, these swabs are going uh, butt to mouth, so... <laughs> uh, but to um, nostril, to, to nasal cavity. Well, they said throat swabs. Oh, so. according to guidelines published by China's National well, Health Commission, which can <laughs> always be trusted. If if you're going from uh, BTM, you don't want to go up the nose and smell that. That's true. You're just going to taste it. So anal swabs are to be administered. Three to five centimeters inside, uh, or 1.2 to 2 inches inside the rectum. The swab is to be rotated and removed before being securely placed inside a sample container. I'm glad that we uh, got that visual. 1.2 to 2 inches inside the rectum, also known as the Jeff Special. (laughs) That's not that special. Uh, I think I would opt out of that one. Yeah, you can opt out. It's okay. You just have to click the box when you sign up. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Don't check that update box. <laughs> right. <laughs> if I give you my email, do you uh, give me a free coupon for my next purchase? No, but I sell it to other people with small penises. And we have a oh, whole okay. network. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cheers <laughs> to that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of opting out of things, going back to my transition. Oh. A Utah charter school is no longer allowing parents to opt students out of its Black History Month curriculum after backlash for initially giving families the option to do so. Didn't we talk about Black History Month last episode, how it's like, obviously Black History Month is fine, but you learn the same stuff over and over again in school. I don't remember if we talked about that. It sounds like a conversation I remember having recently, but uh, that is a problem with it. Like, it's always the same, you know, it's Harriet Tubman, Martin Luther King. Yeah. That's about it. First grade through. Frederick Douglass, maybe. Yeah. All of elementary school that you learn the same thing over and over again instead of, like, getting getting more more deep. Like, you know, obviously. (laughs) I've got some bad news for you. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Social studies barely is taught in elementary school. Yeah. You know what is crazy? Uh, my daughter only has science on Tuesdays. Uh-huh. And social studies is probably equally not very often. I mean, they are teaching reading and math and stuff. I don't know. This is why This is why when the students get to me, they literally have never heard of Thanksgiving. Like, they know Thanksgiving is a thing, but they have no idea anything related to it. Right. Well, that's you got to teach them, bro. 
That's your job. No, they should know that before they get to me. That's well, yeah. fifth grade curriculum. That's true. But they don't teach social studies in elementary school because they're too busy trying to teach you to read. What but guess what? In guess what you could read? Guess what you could fucking read? How about a story about history? Hooray! Maria Montessori Academy director Micah Hirokawa said in a statement that all school families are now participating in the curriculum and going forward, it would not allow parents to opt out of the lesson plans. Okay, why are you giving them the option to opt out anyway? Right. This is a- it's a state standard. Like, sorry, you don't get to opt out. Like, I've got uh, a few students who are they or their parents, I'm not sure which, are grumbling about that I have to teach them about the five major world religions and kind of the history related to that. Ugh. Like, I'm not teaching them the religion itself. Uh, I'm just teaching what they are because they account for like 3 billion people on the planet or 4 billion people on the planet follow one of these religions or actually right. I think it's more than that. It's like 75, 75% of humans follow one of these religions. So knowing what they are is important. That sounds like a good uh, study of like social things. Yeah. I mean, we study like, Oh, well, how did this religion spread? Oh, cultural diffusion, migration, interesting things like that. Uh, Though I do have to heavily edit our textbook on some things. Oh yeah. The, 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 so we just did the sec, we just did the chapter on uh, Judaism, Uh uh, which of course for Christians is the old Testament. Oh, (laughs) so a lot of it, I was like, Oh no, 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 no. We're not doing Sunday school. We're not going <laughs> right. to be doing this whole thing. I'm going to tell you where it started. I'm going to give you dates. I'm going to tell you the basic beliefs, but we're not going to do a thing on like the Ten Commandments. And because it was very clearly like, oh, well, we'll sneak in teaching Christianity in school and say it's about teaching the history of Judaism. Oh, yeah. No good. I was like, nope, that's not happening. That so from, is not how we do it. From what I know about Montessori school, and it's very little, uh-huh. but I think the kids go and they just decide, the kids decide what they want to learn about, right? There's no like, there's not a ton to of guided ex- learning. To an extent. Uh, I, I mean, I think there's like some guidance in there since there's certain things they have to learn. But it is much more student driven. Right. It's fucking expensive. Yeah. I would imagine that you would want to, speci- especially in Utah, <laughs> specifically say, okay, um, you have your choice between learning about um, Harriet Tubman, Martin Luther King Jr., um, Frederick Douglass, like you have your choice to learn between those people, but mm-hmm. you have to learn about something that has to do with I, black history, <laughs> you know, because otherwise so I imagine, white kids would I just imagine not... one way. Yeah. 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 Who cares? Yeah. I'm not going to learn that. I imagine one way that they achieve this is like they, they pose a question of some sort. And so it's your choice on how you answer that question. Right. Like if I posed a question, like how, was the uh, how did the underground railroad influence african americans in the in the united states like all right well now you can go into like harriet tubman or sojourner truth or frederick Douglass or uh abolitionist societies like there's a different a whole ton of different things that you could like look at to get you to that answer right right so, so Hirokawa uh-huh. had initially announced the decision to allow students to not participate in the curriculum in a Friday post on the school's fr- private Facebook page. Uh, Hirokawa said that the po- in the post that a few families had asked not to participate in the curriculum, though he declined to say how many or the reason they were making the request. 
So, um, how many is too many, and the reason is they're racist. Let's move on. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm sure that they, the reason is that they celebrate Black History Month every month. That that is probably definitely 100% not it. They don't see color. And they don't care if you're black, white, blue, purple. What's the other color they usually say? Polka dots. Yeah, polka dots, yes. I always put in polka dots there. So I heard somebody describe that as like, um, it doesn't matter if you're white and then, or any of these other ridiculous colors, mm-hmm, <laughs> we'll treat you the same. <laughs> I, I was, follow- there was a thing I think on Twitter that was like, what are red flags that uh, you don't ignore? And one of them was like, anyone who says, I don't care if you're black, white purple, brown, you know, the whole, like, ridiculous color thing. It was like, yep, don't trust those people. Right. <laughs> those people are assholes. <laughs> so so this Montessori Academy director told Utah News Outlets that the school which serves elementary and middle school students incorporates Black History Month into social studies and history lessons, as it should. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. definitely should be teaching it all year, but, like, focus on it on Black History Month because all the rest yeah. of the months are White History Month. Obviously. Indeed. Obviously. Indeed. Who are we talking to here? You know, hmm? uh, who, yeah, who I mean, would be maybe, listening to this podcast that doesn't agree with us? Yeah, I, maybe someone who was coming for the Moth Radio Hour <laughs> and decided to give us a try anyway. <laughs> and then we got a one star review. You know, <laughs> it was that guy. Yeah. Um, my school has been doing; they're highlighting a different figure every day. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning of the the day, they get on the announcements and they tell about a different figure and they sent us out like a PowerPoint with like pictures and stuff so that we can put that up on the board while they're giving us this brief, you know, history. It's not even necessarily history because it's like modern people and, you know, throughout history and not just like we have not done any of the major like Martin Luther King or Harriet Tubman, like none of those kind of people have been included. At oh, all. okay. So it is different people that you maybe haven't heard of. So. so while we need to learn about those people, it's good that we're focusing on other people too. Indeed. Uh, Yeah. Indeed. So according to state, uh, Utah State Board of Education, only three of the 322 students at the Academy are black, (laughs) with white students making up roughly 70%. And now for our segment, where Jason and Jeff offer helpful advice to fix your problems. I can fix it. I can fix that. We can fix it. I alone can fix it. Why do I fix everything I touch? It's the Hour Advice. So I put up uh, some, quote, temporary, unquote, wallpaper in my my new place. And I really Really? hope it's actually temporary because I need that security (laughs) deposit back in a year. (laughs) But it looks really nice. It's under, like, under the, like, the kitchen. Uh, It's like there's a bar stool area. (laughs) Like, every apartment has a bar stool area that's not used ever. But I'm actually using it because I don't have a dining table anymore. So I mean... Thinking back to our apartment with the bar stool area, it was part of the like the hallway right there. It would not be a convenient place to put bar stools. No, and you couldn't even see the whole kitchen from it anyway. But every apartment no. has this area, like they're oh, and they, <laughs> when they stage the thing that always put bar stools there, like someone's going to use it, and every apartment person goes, "All oh, right, we could eat there. Yeah, yeah, put some bar stools there." And no one ever uses <laughs> yeah. it. But no, it's actually I've used it um, a lot in the last week or so, and it's pretty good. So what do we? Nice. What do you say we do some uh, some home improvement? I mean that sounds good. People are been in their house. We're coming up on a year of COVID, so Fuck. how to make your house looks different so you don't go fucking insane? 
seems like a good uh, good choice. It looks good, yeah. I like it. Well, speaking of fucking insane, Jeff, mm. can I paint every other inside wall two different colors, like peanut shell and a G&T teal? Um, I think you should probably go with um, mauve and uh, maybe Mediterranean teal. I think AG and teal is a little too green to go with. That. Um, I but, mean, either one is going to end up on the mist tint table. Yeah, exactly. So do you, boo-boo. Do whatever you want. And, and if you paint it and you hate it, you know, just paint it again. It's fucking paint, bro. That's true. Jason, how do mansion owners change light bulbs and those chandeliers in a very tall ceiling? Four question marks. Uh, they get a 13-foot snow dick, and they climb up it, and, uh, you know, they balance really carefully. Have you never seen a, a sword fight going up the stairs? They always jump on the chandelier. And that's, that's true. when they change yeah. the light bulbs. Yeah. While they're up there. Right. Yeah. During right. their during their annual sword fight that... that Rich people have. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Jeff, what's the best flooring for cargo trailer conversion? Ooh, shag carpeting. Jason, do hotels usually charge guests for, for urine or blood-stained sheets? Um, I mean, it depends <laughs> on if it's a heavy flow or a low flow. Ooh. Jeff, brick and mortar fix color match issue? Alrighty. Jason, what size bedding should I purchase for a queen size bed? Uh, queen? Jeff, what kind of contractor do you need to build a home? Uh, well, this is very important. So you need, uh, you need a general contractor, first of all. And then that general contractor will not show up and will screw you out of a ton of money. And then they'll find other contractors who will also not show up and screw the, the, original contractor out of a ton of money and then that original contractor will then sue you out of or screw you out of more money um and then you get divorced and then you move into an apartment you don't have to worry about that stuff anymore so wait 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 uh instead of going with a general contractor could you just go with like a sergeant or private contractor yeah whatever rank you want i think is okay um as, as like, long as is they, it cheaper with the lower rank as long as they're an officer yeah yeah like a lieutenant you get an enlisted contractor <laughs> yeah you pick those up at uh, at the Home Depot, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're just sitting outside. Yeah. Jason, do you sleep with your bedroom ceiling fan on every night? Only in the summer. Jeff, is teak timber su- suitable for outdoor furniture? Um, yeah, so uh, I am I'm a like a uh, what do you call it, an expert on teak and I know that it grows outside and so <laughs> and so I think it's a good idea to have teak outside. Jason. Yes. My blinds are vinyl. V-Y-N-A-L. <laughs> <laughs> I've washed material ones in machine and they were fine, but not sure about these ones. No, they're going to break. What are you doing? How are you going to get them into the washing machine? Are they asking about washing their mini blinds in their washing machine? <laughs> like maybe they have a top load, and so like they just stick them out the top, and they're just like doing a little shimmy there, because <laughs> like it was fine until you did the spin. Like you oh, leave yeah. the front, yeah. the, t- the top up, but it went spin with the top up. I'll bet there's uh, somebody on TikTok that's like, "Here's my vinyl blind washing hack," and they're putting them in the dishwasher or something. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to be very melted. <laughs> yeah. Jeff, how to purchase the best outdoor water fountains? Oh, so there is this store. It's called At Home. And they have all these great water fountains that will break within a week. Um, and then you'll learn your lesson and then you'll buy an actual one. Jason, oh, okay. 
Can I use clear gloss spray paint to remove tackiness of stain? Uh, no, that's, it's still going to look tacky. <laughs> Jeff, anyone know a good site to buy a small deck, sorry, desk to work from home, but not too expensive? Um, oh gosh, let me think. Are there any places that you can buy things online? I don't think so. I don't know. Mm. Someone should do something about that. Yeah, someone should I bet, definitely. I bet you can make a lot of money. Yeah, they, they could call it like the Mississippi or like Nile or the Danube or something. You know what I'm saying? Like name it after a or big river. Could, or they could name it after a forest. Ooh. You know, like the like the um, the Chattahoochee. Know, the, yeah, or the 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 Sierra Madres. No, that's um, mountains are. Imagine going to Chattahoochee.com and like buying things. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can buy things at Chattahoochee.com, but it's uh, you might need a doctor's check afterwards. <laughs> you need to shove a carrot up your pee hole. Wait, wait, no, sorry, that's Chattahoochee. Sorry, oh, Chattahoochee. right, 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 not, right, not right. Chattahoochee. Mm. Uh, Jason, one more. Mm-hmm. Uh, buying a house with a bidet. Should I replace it with a urinal? I mean, who wants someone peeing on their butthole? In other news, <laughs> a 12-year-old boy named Riley Morrison, spelled in the stupidest way possible, <laughs> yeah, swallowed two R's in Morrison. Like, what the fuck? You know, really? And two O's. It's very selfish. Morrison. I saw a thing where it was like a a weird spelling of the word fish. Like, the, have you seen this? Like the band. P H I S H. No, no. Uh, no, like like the animal. Here it is, G H O T I. And that is that is fish. Pronounced fish. It is pronounced fish. Okay. And and the reason for that is that the the G H is makes an F sound, such as in rough R O U G H. Uh huh. The O makes an I sound like women. So, so that that gives you the the fi. Uh-huh. Uh The ti makes a sh sound like in nation. Oh. So g h o t i can be pronounced fish. I was skeptical, and now I've been convinced. That's, there you go. That's fantastic. There you go. G h o t i from now on. So fish. I I like the English language so much. I have watched um, the Adventure of English documentary at least four times. It's on. Uh, it's I. I saw it on TV once, but I can only find it on YouTube now. Mm, and it's mm. it's very. It goes. It goes all the way back. And like the and it just kind of focuses on the, um, the English Isles, you know, and um, mm-hmm. talks about like when certain words came into our vocabulary and why. For example, like why do we have chicken and poultry? Um, and the reason is it's chicken in the fields where the Germans worked, um, but it's poultry on the table where the French were. It's just, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. wonderful. I love it. I, I get a lot of questions in my class about, like, where do these words come from? Yeah. Uh, just today we were reading about plateaus, and they're like, well, where does plateau come from? And I go, well, it's old French for uh, plot or something like that, which means flat or something along those lines. Yeah. Plateau, uh, and then we were also... T- uh, mesa. Well, so mesa just means table. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we were talking about uh, mother actually comes from Sanskrit. Ooh. So ancient Sanskrit is where we get the word mother. Yeah. So there you go. You should. Uh, uh, did you teach them about the word etymology? 
Uh, <laughs> that's too big of a word. And how to Google plateau etymology and just look it up for them <laughs> themselves? Uh, they will not do anything. Uh, I, I'm sure that 90% of them, their mom still wipes their asses. So, <laughs> or maybe they get a bidet where something, someone pees on it. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, Riley Morrison... The 12-year-old boy we were talking about a few minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, swallowed 54 magnets for an experiment to find out whether or not he would become magnetic. Oh. See? See? This is the motherfuckers we're dealing with. <laughs> I'm going to swallow a fucking magnet and become magnetic. <laughs> the boy, who is extremely enthusiastic about science. Um, but, but apparently I, doesn't pay much attention in class. <laughs> right. Or maybe not too good at critical thinking. Wanted to <laughs> see if he could get metal to stick to his stomach. Uh, okay. As long as they're rare, rare earth magnets, neodymium, neodymium, whatever you would say, I think that'd be okay. He swallowed the first batch on January 1st and the second on January 4th when the magnets did not pass through during uh, through in due time. The boy told his mom he had swallowed two by accident. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I fell on them, Mom. I fell on them face first. <laughs> Doctors performed an x-ray showing that he had swallowed the magnets and feared that the magnets would burn through his organs and kill them, kill him. Therefore, he was rushed to surgery. I just assumed I mean, that the magnets were sticking to each other in his gut, right? At Well, if that's the case, it can, like, rip right through those uh, intestinal walls. Well, that's true. Yeah. I mean, isn't this what we call Darwinism? <laughs> like... I want to see if my tummy becomes magnetic. No. Well, see, now you're dead. Darwin is, I, I have this theory that Darwinism and human evolution is done. Like, we're, we're, we've evolved past evolution, and it will be our downfall. Because <laughs> we're going to swallow magnets to see if it makes our tummy magnetic. Exactly. The, the surgery uh. went on for six hours, and he spent the next ten days after surgery at the Do hospital. You know how, many, how much resources that we're talking about? to Because... He wanted magnet tummy? Yeah. Like hundreds of thousands of dollars. So the boy was unable to move, and he was being fed through a tube. I wonder how they got the magnets through the tube. Uh, uh, apparently, he's also going to have to have a second surgery uh, to get the foot out of his ass uh, <laughs> that belongs to his dad. Well, boy, according to the nurse... <laughs> boy, goddammit, I told you not to swallow those magnets. Damn it. Damn it, Riley. <laughs> And the poor guy, he, uh, he just sells propane and propane accessories. <laughs> it's really unfortunate when he walks by the propane tank and he gets stuck to it, metallic <laughs> or uh, magnetically. Makes that tink sound. <laughs> <laughs> dad, dad, I'm stuck. <laughs> that was not a good Bobby Hill impression. No. Dad, I'm stuck. I can't do it. <laughs> well, this is what happens uh, when you meet your cousin on FarmersOnly.com and you have a kid. Uh, <laughs> According to the nurse who was attending to Riley, she has dealt with children who have eaten magnets, uh, and that's happened all the time. All the time. I guess kids probably eat stuff like this all the time. I never ate a fucking magnet. Uh, so did you throw know, that out there? You know those little uh, the watch batteries, right? The CR twenty thirty twos. Those. Sure, sure, sure. Right. So kids eat those all the time for some reason. They look. They're like uh, small. They look like a piece of candy. Whatever. Ooh, metal candy. I'm gonna eat this. Whatever. Uh, so they make them taste gross now. Did you know this? So that people won't eat them? So that people won't eat them. And that just made me taste it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I tasted a battery and it was so gross. Like it didn't hit me at first. <laughs> I didn't put it in my mouth. I just licked it. 
<laughs> which doesn't make it better. But like, uh, <laughs> it was so bitter and so gross. Like I would never eat another battery. It really did oh, it to man. me. It helped. Well, well, good. Well, good. Yeah. They should do that with Tide Pods as well. I think they do. <laughs> I think Tide Pods uh, don't the... taste good either. <laughs> well, you know, it's like coffee. You have to like, you know, get used to the flavor. That's right. Yeah, it's like coffee and beer, like those kind of things. It's, it's, it grows taste. on you. It's an acquiring taste. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I feel if I have to acquire it, it's not a taste that I want. Oh yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. It's like uh, the, the doctor. Um, it's like the stuff they use for dogs: bitter apple. You know, mm-hmm. when I was mm-hmm. uh, when I was in high school, we sprayed that on our plants and stuff. We didn't want the dogs to chew, and they liked it enough that they would just lick it off everything that we sprayed it on. So that was dogs cool. are stupid. Yeah. Dogs are stupid. They're like 12-year-old boys named Riley. Uh, The doctor said that he'd come across a case where a part of a child's bowels had to be removed because of damage. So Riley was quite lucky in this case. Indeed he was. Riley, R-H-I-L-E-Y. Ridiculous. (laughs) And two N's. I mean, think about the amount of time, the amount of time, and maybe we'll just it'll just be different now. Maybe we'll change how we do things in America. But how many times someone else has to spell your name, or how you have to give your name to somebody, and you're gonna say, "Hi, my name is Mike," or "My name is Jason," mm-hmm. right? Or Jeff. A lot of people think I'm saying, um, uh, "Oh fuck, what do they always say?" Not Jack. They think I'm saying Jack instead of Jeff. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. I'm Jason. How do you spell that? Um, J E I G H S Y N Jason. <laughs> so maybe we'll just stop. You'll just automatically spell names now. Yeah. Or maybe we'll or just like, stop saying our name in person and just put it in online. Like Carrie with an I. Yeah. K E I G H R E I G H Carrie. <laughs> I knew I knew an Amy in high school uh, who was A M I E E. I knew an Amy. It was A I M E E. Maybe it was A I. I don't remember what I said. It might said be A I M E E. Yeah. I probably flipped that around. A I M E E. I knew. Like A-M-E. Yeah. Aimia. <laughs> so, this is a story that was sent to me by my mom. Okay. This, oh. this next one. Um, mom story. Yeah. Mom story. Yeah. So, she doesn't listen to the podcast because I haven't told her about it. <laughs> probably a good idea. <laughs> A Louisiana woman has sought medical treatment after mistakenly using Gorilla gorilla Glue spray. (laughs) (laughs) Gorilla Grow spray is completely different. That's when you grow to the size of a gorilla, like you spray it on your child. Yeah. Gorilla Glue spray adhesive in place of actual hairspray. Oh, dear. Yeah. She was she was reaching for the herbal essences uh, hold it up gel, and she grabbed that gorilla glue spray. So it's actually so I've um, this is a brand called Got to Be Glued Spray. Oh, and this was her brand. That was what she normally used. You know what? You know what hairspray my stepdad was a was a big fan of. <laughs> what. He used the Aquanet. Aquanet, of course. He used the Aquanet. They had to stop selling that because the propellant was illegal. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he was huffing it. Oh, I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was. <laughs> I mean, you met the guy, you know. Yeah, he's dead now, though. He's so, dead now. You know. He's dead now. So it's a shame. <laughs> so Jessica Brown's plight went viral earlier in February. It's kind of an old story. And this is one, like, normally, like, we, we choose stories that we hear about this week. Um, and we just heard about it this week, but it was... Um, it's already been a few weeks. 
So Jessica Brown's plight went viral early in February after she revealed that her hair had been stuck in the same style for a month since she substituted her usual got-to-be-glued spray with the industrial-strength glue when she ran out. My hair! It don't move! You hear what I'm telling you? It don't move! She said in the original video posted to TikTok. Hmm, TikTok. In another video... <laughs> FDR's Fireside TikToks. <laughs> like 10 second long. Um, this is... It, and it's like him, like in... Like, uh, Green screened or whatever you call it in front or duetting, whatever they call it, like in front of a uh, somebody else's tweet. Maybe the hour could go TikTok viral uh, by doing this. If you ever say that, that means you'll never go TikTok viral. <laughs> if you ever have to say, we're going to make this go viral. <laughs> in another video, um, Tessica was seen slathering on shampoo, which failed to penetrate her rock hard hair. Indeed, indeed. It's it's waterproof. It's, it's for tiles and things. Uh, when the company got wind of Brown's dilemma, it reached out to her via Twitter. Hmm. Hi there. We are sorry to learn about your experience. We do not recommend using our products in hair as they are considered permanent, the message read. You can try soaking the affected area in warm, soapy water or applying rubbing alcohol to the area. Well, eventually, the woman checked herself into St. Bernard's Parish Hospital in Chalmette, Louisiana, in an effort to remove the product. She posted on Instagram, This is going to be a really long process, on a caption photo of some acetone and sterile water. I think I they mean, should just take a belt sander to her head. You know what I'm saying? Just sand <laughs> it off and start over. Maybe you could get one of those, like, uh, my grandma got this thing where you put a potato on it and it peels it, like just twists it around and peels it right off. <laughs> Wait, it peels the potato or it peels, yeah. you put a potato on it and it peels your hair. No, well, I mean, maybe it could be used for hair. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying you get one of those potato peeler things. Okay. And just put your just put your head on it. It was really weird the way you described it though. She got this thing where you put the potato on it and it peels it. So she bought a potato peeler, is what you're saying. Yeah, but it was automated. Like you stuck the potato on it and turned it on and it like twisted the potato. Like you just turned it around in circles. Yeah. And it had a little blade on it that just like did the shaving. You could you could use it to make uh, curly fries as well. Oh, nice. You know, they've been trying to solve the, the apple peeling, potato peeling dilemma for decades now. And that nothing really has really caught on very well, you know? Remember they had I those mean, gloves that apparently you could just, like, rub the potato in your gloved hands and it would just peel it? I never tried them. I mean, I, I have a potato peeler. It, it, that's what I use to peel potatoes. Yeah. It works pretty well. Let me ask you this. I asked uh, someone else about this, too. Do you remember... Um, how fast your mom used to peel potatoes? Uh, no, not really. But my grandma, I remember how fast she could peel potatoes. Right. So my yeah, right. So my grandma, my mom, mm -hmm. it's done. Mm -hmm. Whole potato. Me, I'm like, and then like the peel gets stuck in the peeler, and I have to like get the peel out of there, and then I go, and then the peel gets stuck again. So yeah. so let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. What direction do you uh, do you peel? Uh, usually north to south. <laughs> so I have a peeler uh, that okay. uh, you hold the potato and you pull the like I, I hold it in the peeler in my right hand and and I put it on the potato and 
pull it toward me. Oh, so you have one of the... Okay, so I picture this as like horizontal versus vertical peeling. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Right? So you've got one that like... It's a handle, and it kind of like forks out, and then... No, no, no. It's a, it's a straight, regular kind of uh, potato peeler. Ah, gosh, I need to see a picture. I can't. Are you, is this like a is this like a classic potato peeler? You think? So it's. So there are two uh, types. You just searched for potato peeler, and there were two of them I did. there, right? Yeah. So it's it's uh, it's not this there here here. It's this one. It's that one. So you pull that toward yeah. you. I do. So this is the exact same almost kind like of my a mom paring, Almost like a paring knife. So not like one of the Y potato peelers uh, and not one of the, like these ones, uh, the kind of standard potato peeler that you like do the like right. away from you. Right. Um, no, I just, I, I just take one of these and just pull it right toward me and peels it real quick. So do you put your thumb oh, on the sh- other sh- end, like, and kind of push the potato like yeah, that? Yeah, kind of, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, I can see that. I've seen people do that with like a paring knife. They do the same kind of motion with a paring knife. Yeah, you just peeling. you get too much potato off with that the paring knife, you know. Yeah, yeah, I could you never lose do with a lot that. of potato. Yeah, no, no, I'm not a paring knife type person. And if I try to do it that fast, I always cut my finger. Uh, uh, is this the thing your grandma had? No, this is the this is not the thing my grandma had. Okay, uh, this was a, but it's the same idea. So we're right now looking at an apple slash potato peeler with like the crank. Yeah. You just like do a cranky, cranky, cranky. It's, um, <laughs> it's twenty five ninety nine, but it's out of stock, by the way. On oh man, uh, LEM products, not a sponsor. LEM products. Um, Wait, what is that? Chop a chop a chop a hoe curved vegetable something right there. Where bottom right of your search box? Bottom right. Of it looks like a paring knife. Move your mouse down what? and to the right a little bit. This it's right here. No, up and to the left a little bit. <laughs> this is riveting podcasting, bro. Up, <laughs> up. No, not left. Up, and now to the three to the right, four to the right. Oh my god! I'm moving right. What are you doing? Down one, and Down left one? one. Left one. <laughs> left one. Here, there, that one. Chopaholio. What is that called? Oh, chopaholic. Chopaholic. I can't see the chopaholio. I got you. I got you. No, this is what my grandma had. It was one of these guys. <laughs> that was the best. That was the best segment we've ever had. That was honestly <laughs> like we can't top that. We should just stop podcasting now because it was so good. So this is available on Amazon.com. I'll post it on the Facebook. Lo home electric potato peeler. I mean this this it's not probably the the brand that she had, but this is the the basic idea of it. Right. You, you shove the potato down. It's got a little blade and it just like spins the potato. This doesn't look like it has a large footprint. You plug it in? Like it's only $30 uh, yeah, yeah. too. Like what is happening? Yeah, you plug it in. Plug it in Twenty nine ninety five. I mean, I guess I don't peel that many potatoes, so I just I wouldn't oh. need it, but I'm sure yeah, you could peel apples. I'm sure you could uh, peel a Wait, nice Someone's root. peeling a fucking orange with it. A like kiwi? get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Or like a kiwi, sure, whatever. A mango, that would be that's very I wonder if you could because that's very difficult to peel, the mangoes. Are they? Famously I, difficult to peel. So yeah. the the bigger thing is that you can use these to make like shoestring french fries and peeled french like like this I think Ooh. would be a useful use for it. That looks good. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I guess I'm anyway, buying one. <laughs> I'll post it on the Facebook for everyone else to <laughs> to to read as they or buy as they are watching our uh, whatever. Anyway, what's <laughs> what's the next? What's the next like story, a, Jeff? Do we have like a sponsor page where we can get money for that? <laughs> I doubt it. I no, doubt we it. don't do this for money. 
So no, Jason, no one's gonna. Uh-huh. In, in December, finally, breakdancing became an official Olympic sport. Oh, really? I didn't know that we were, uh, you know, really chomping at the bit for some uh, breakdancing. Uh, it's champing, first of all. Um, <laughs> it's champ. Well, it is the Olympics. <laughs> And second of all, yeah, I've been waiting for breaks at breakdancing to come to the Olympics since the 80s. Since oh, I really? was a really good breakdancer in the 80s, yeah. You got your cardboard out there and we're just like twisting all around? If by that you mean every time I dance, I break a hip. <laughs> all right, Grandpa. <laughs> the International Olympic Committee's pursuit of urban events <sighs> to lure a younger audience, also sigh, Saw street dance battles officially added to the medal events program at the 2024 Paris Games. Oh, sorry about that. I, I'm playing with my uh, my back scratcher here because I'm fiddling. Oh, back scratcher. Uh, also confirmed for the para, uh, for Paris by the IOC executive board were skateboarding, mm. sport climbing, mm. and surfing. Okay. They're gonna surf up the uh, the sin, apparently. So no. actually, the surfing is gonna be held in Tahiti. <laughs> so the Olympics in Paris, everything's there, but the the surfing part, Tahiti. Yeah, I wonder how they're gonna do surfing. That'd be that'll. I mean, I guess. No, they I'm can... serious. They're going to Tahiti. Oh no, wait, for real? I thought you were fucking with for me. Real? <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm not. I'm making that up. One hundred percent. Like at the Paris Olympics, if you're participating in the Paris Olympics, but you're doing surfing, you're not going to Paris, you're going to fucking Tahiti. That sounds like you're not doing the Paris games, you're doing the Tahiti games. Uh, I mean, are you going to be there for the opening ceremonies? Because I'd be kind of pissed if I didn't get to go to the opening ceremonies and I was uh, at uh, in the Olympics. Right, and then they, but I wouldn't be pissed because they would pay me to go to Tahiti, right? I mean, yeah, but I want to be at the opening ceremonies, uh-huh. too. I wouldn't care. You know, here's the thing. I, I think we could be in the Olympics. You think so? Curling. Curling. Does not require, like, you know, a big, uh, you know, we're not going to have to, like, bulk up and do a lot of uh, uh, exercising. Yeah, I was thinking that just recently. I was like, I'm 37. I'm too old to be, like, a professional sport anything, right? Um, You could be a curler. I could be a curler. I totally could. And we could start now. I mean, yeah, we can learn. It's been really cold. We could just curl on the streets, you know? Yeah. I mean, I curl up under the uh, blankets every night, so I'm already halfway there. So those three sports, the skateboarding, mm-hmm. sport climbing, and surfing, will make their Olympic debuts at the Tokyo Games, which were postponed because of the coronavirus pandemic by one year to open July 23rd, 2021. Or maybe not. <laughs> they're, they're like, well, we could just cancel them. Right. Because, you know, COVID. Didn't, didn't the guy that, that is running the... Uh, the Olympic Committee or something in Tokyo say that women talk too much recently. Did he? And that's why, I don't yeah, know. That's why he doesn't like to have women in meetings because they talk too much. Oh, no oh dear. <laughs> yeah. That's that's not great. So alongside well, the additions, the IOC also made some subtractions. The mm. slate of 329 medal events in Paris. There are that many medal events? There are. Is 10 fewer than in Tokyo, including four lost from weightlifting. So... Forty percent is weightlifting. Mm. We're, they're just cutting out dead weight. Yeah, they're just cutting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the IOC stressed its future priorities for Paris and beyond to the 2028 Los Angeles Games. Uh, I believe Los Angeles has hosted twice in the past already, so this okay. will be their third hosting. Neat. Uh, and I think the first Summer Olympics since Atlanta. 
In the U.S.? Yeah. Okay. Lantern 96, I think, well, was the last time we hit the Summer Olympics. Nobody bombs it. Uh, by claiming that it will hit a long-term target of equal participation by men and women athletes and more urbanized events. Breakdancing will be called breaking at the Olympics, as it was in the 1970s, by hip-hop pioneers in the United States. Uh, in Paris, breaking has been giving a prestige downtown venue, uh, joining sports climbing and three-on-three basketball at the Palace de la Concorde. Nice. And some rejected events include ocean rowing and parkour. Parkour! <laughs> parkour. Changes were allowed only at the expense of existing events being dropped. Two extreme canoe events. <laughs> extreme canoe events will replace canoe sprint events. Then the men's 50 kilometer race walk. <laughs> I wonder why that was not on TV. <laughs> the 50 kilometer race walk. <laughs> Look, your feet are not allowed to leave the ground when you do the race walk. One They're, foot must always be touching the ground. Yeah. So, yeah. No, yeah, you don't have to do the moonwalk. Although, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> if they're trying to urbanize events, maybe they'll put the moonwalk in. The 100-meter moonwalk? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the 50-kilometer race will be replaced by a mixed-gender team event. Oh, wonderful. Okay. <laughs> to me, like Olympics, like figure skating, for example, uh, the, the one. So I have the the Olympics channel, you know. And I love. Oh, watching. There's, a, I, there's an Olympics channel. There is, and they they play a lot of like the like if you ever want to watch luge, but it's not an Olympic year, just go to the Olympic channel. Interesting, interesting. Um, but yeah, it's it's fantastic. So uh, it just all seems like showing off. Like <laughs> like okay, so think about how figure skating started. So somebody started. Somebody decided they needed to get from one place to another on the ice, and the best way to do that was strap some blades on their feet, right? So, okay. So good. So you get from one place to the other. It's cold. You're going across the lake. It's fine. And then someone said, I'm going to do this faster. And then someone said, no, I'm faster than you. And they started competing. And that became speed skating. And then someone else was like, no, no, no. Fuck you guys. I can do spins and twirls when I'm skating across the lake. <laughs> and then that's figure skating. And someone was like, I've got a stick and a rubber thing. I'm going to beat you in the, do a pulp. And that's hockey. <laughs> <laughs> just it just seems like everyone's showing off at the Olympics, you know, which is good for them. I don't know. Also, I think they should allow drugs at the Olympics <laughs> uh, because if they're going to take them, like I, I want to see like what is the exact human limits. Like obviously, you're the fastest, um, l- let's say, <laughs> break dancer or whatever <laughs> in the world. Right, you're the best break dancer in the world. But what if you're hopped up on cocaine? How good of a break dancer would you be if, like, with some coke in your system? You know what I'm saying? Well, here's the thing. Are the judges also on cocaine or are they sober? Everyone because can I take think whatever that could, they want. I think that could lead to completely different judging. Anyone can if take you're whatever also they want, completely, yeah. If you're also completely uh, off your tit, like, you're, you're going you're gonna to be like, yeah, that was great. Oh, that was uh, but speaking, awesome. Seeing what you're talking about, this is the Women's Fault 1956 versus 2012. <laughs> so on the left hand of the screen, it's like, I did a little flip. And in 2012, it's like, I'm doing 8,000 flips. <laughs> right, yeah. It's so mm. funny. Like, because that was really good back then, you know? Some people were like, oh, wow, congratulations, you did a flip. Yeah, and I stuck the landing. Hooray. I, I mean, it's, it's such the... 
I've seen this gif basically used to identify the like boomers versus today. Oh yeah, that's funny. Like you know, I got a gold medal when I was around. And like yeah, well, 1956. This is what it was. And now it's like you've got to do this other right. crazy, ridiculous bullshit just to place. All you have you know, to so, do is wear a tie, uh, make good eye contact, good handshake, and give them your resume. You'll get a job immediately. Yeah. Okay, maybe thanks, maybe join the uh, stonemasons. <laughs> well, Jason, uh-huh. what did we learn this week? Uh, we learned cable, or sorry, we learned... <laughs> what? We, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I was going to go with China and COVID and anal. Cable. And I said cable. <laughs> we learned that China wants to do butt stuff. Hooray! <laughs> we also learned that you can opt out of Black History Month, even uh, in we Utah. Learned, <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, we learned if you swallow a magnet, it might kill you. Even if you but follow I'm them sure face, if you, for, face first. I'm sure if you get older and you're swallowing things, uh, you might be very popular. Yes. So don't spray glue anywhere on your body. Uh, and maybe work on your work on your breakdancing routine, because you might be able to make it to the Olympics. I mean, not us, because we're old. But, yeah. Uh, you know that yeah, you know that last move they always make where they're like laying down with their like their hand on their head and their elbow on the ground. You know that one? Oh yeah, yeah the cool one. Totally that one, yeah. They're in the parachute pants. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, they did like a, a sweet twirl. <laughs> a triple axle, but like you know of the breakdancing variety. Mm-hmm. This hour has been an hour and twenty eight minutes. Oh my. Oh my. So, I assume this will be the only year that breakdancing is a sport in the Olympics. You think so? Uh, I don't know. You don't think it's going to have lasting? I don't know. It just doesn't seem like it's going to. No, that doesn't have lasting power is what I'm saying. I mean, here's the thing. I, I, I'm willing to bet there's going to be some excellent competitors from, like, Japan. Actually, I mean, yeah. Actually, Japan and Korea, like, they're going to do it, bro. I'll bet the, uh, <laughs> the Russians are, like, studying up, like, real hard on breakdancing now. Like, oh... Well, I guess, actually, no. they can't be in the Olympics, so they had to be what? What do they call them? Like the country without the person without a country or whatever. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking you about. Saying disassociated, yeah, or yeah. something. Kind of. right. You know what I want to see instead of break dancing is boy band dancing. Yeah, <laughs> we had oh. BTS at the. Uh, I was BTS say, versus Backstreet Boys. The Koreans would win it every every Olympics every time. <laughs> like there wouldn't be a chance. It's like basketball. Like you, the Americans win it every single fucking time. So what other uh, summer Olympics have have they canceled? Uh, well, there is roller hockey. Ro- roller hockey. Roller hockey. Yeah. So it sounds very nineties. You, know, you, you can't do ice hockey in in the summer, and indeed it is very nineties because this. Only at the 1992 Barcelona Olympics. Oh, sorry, the the Barcelona, Barcelona. Olympics. Back in I, the I day, spent, I spent a semester in Barcelona. <laughs> Back in the day, they had um, during the summertime they would convert one of the rinks at the Cube and a Bryce Cube to a roller hockey rink because it was so popular back then. Wow! But then people realized this is dumb. We have air conditioning. We could just we could just I play ice hockey all year. <laughs> well, think of the environment, Jeffrey. Oh, I do all the time. Uh, also, uh, in 1900, mm-hmm. there was the sport of ballooning, which I assume is where they do balloon animals. Oh yeah, like the judges are like, "All right, make me a cat," and they're like, yeah. "No, no, it was 1900. It wasn't that hard." They're like, "Make me a snake." <laughs> 
But I don't want it to look like a penis. <laughs> balloon animals uh, then versus balloon animals now. It's like <laughs> exactly. Someone exactly. makes like the I, I posted that. Uh, <laughs> I posted that vault uh, tweet that we were talking about earlier in the show oh, on okay. Facebook. Nice, nice. Uh, no, this was like uh, you know dirigibles. Oh, dirigibles, yeah. of course. Yeah, so hot air ballooning. Uh, it was great until uh, the Germans absconded with the uh, French dirigible, and uh, that led to the Franco-Prussian War, oh, as, as we know from our history classes. Um, there was also a game called Basque Pelota. Uh, it was a it was a cross between racquetball and tennis. Okay. So, Interesting. I don't know. Uh, that was uh, of, around in the 1900 Olympics right. and also 1924, 1968, and 1992. They brought it back for Barcelona. Barcelona. So do you think, like, the dirigible ones? So they had the speed dirigibles, and then if that had gone well, they would do, like, trick dirigibles, where you'd have to, like, do spins and stuff? <laughs> the dirigible half pipe. Oh, and then, of course, there's uh, water sports that they canceled. Oh, I'm sorry, water uh, motor sports. Not, not water sports. That's something can be, that, that's getting peed on in a bidet. <laughs> uh, no, water motor sports was a term used back uh, that kind of referred to, like, offshore powerboat racing. Okay. All right. This sounds pretty so, recent. This was, uh, this was in 1908 in the <laughs> London Olympics of Whoa. 1908. Uh, I assume that the, the, the motors used coal because it was London in 1908. How fast can you go? You know, they actually have water motorsports competitions. I saw a, the, the speedboat competition in quite a few years ago on the Ohio River in Cincinnati. It was nuts. Oh, wow. Oh. Uh, in 1912, the Stockholm Olympics, mm-hmm. they had Gil, Glimmer. Glimmer, Glimmer, of course. Glimmer? Glimmer? I don't know. Uh, it's considered the Icelandic sport of national folk wrestling. <laughs> I assume while they're wrestling, they're also telling stories about, like, trolls and things. Yeah. Like yeah, then the trolls came up and it was uh it was a sacking and that's just how it was. <laughs> I don't know how they sound in Iceland. Uh, in 1920 and 1928, there was corf, corfball, corfball. This sounds corfball. like something uh, um, like they had on Thirty Rock because they yeah. <laughs> like they couldn't play baseball because it was cut patented, so they yeah. came up with this game called corfball. Yeah, it was invented by Doctor Spaceman. <laughs> Uh, Corfball is similar to basketball. It has two teams of four players competing against each other. Uh, on each zone of the court, there's a 11.5 foot post with a basket on top. And each zone, the post is placed two thirds of the way from the center line of the baseball or baseline. And it's a mixed gender competition. Really? In 1920? Huh. Uh, consisting of two women and two men on each team. Uh, I wonder, oh, so this sounds probably like husband and wife as well. I'm sure this sounds like, um, so when they, uh, so Canadian football, instead mm-hmm. of the goalposts being at the end of the fields and you can't go past them, they're like in the front of the end zone. So this sounds oh, really? like that where they put the 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 basketball posts like sort of in the middle of the court and you can go behind them. Interesting. interesting. Yeah. Uh, in 1952 at the Helsinki Olympics, they had Finnish baseball, which I assume is just like regular baseball, but they used a fish instead of a baseball bat. <laughs> it's it's called Pesapalo. <laughs> Pisapalo. Yeah. Pisapalo. That's how they say it in Barcelona. Barcelona. Uh, in the 1924, uh, I don't even know, Charmino, Charmino Olympics? Sure. Charmonics. Uh They had a game called Le Can. Uh, it's also known as Can de Combat. It is a French martial art. The French have a martial art. I assume they do this while smoking. 
<laughs> and, and eating a baguette. This is just like Bert putting your cigarette out on a homeless person. That's as a friend watch French martial arts. <laughs> uh, they attack each other with uh, insults about the wine they've chosen. You got eight out of ten. You did not spit on him as well. Your wine is very tannin-y. <laughs> Uh, in the 1956 Melbourne Olympics, they had Australian rules football. Uh, it probably was just football with headbutting. I think so. Yeah, that sounds. A- and afterwards, they always said Australian for football. <laughs> and then at the end, you have to dodge like all the various creatures that are out to murder you in Australia. Uh, and in 1920, at the Antwerp Olympics, they had tug of war. They got to bring tug of war back. I would watch the shit out of some tug of war. <laughs> tug of war would be fantastic. <laughs> I would love that. Say, hey, get them! Like they probably have like two people tug of war, maybe like fifteen people team tug of war. Like a yeah. real good. I love yeah, it when they, be... they put like a moat or something in between it. So if you lose, you get wet too. Like oh, it's just like such a such a great little like oh no, I've got uh-huh, no water. Uh-huh. Uh, they also have discontinued other games such as cricket. So cricket, cricket used to be at the Olympics. Uh, okay. I would watch cricket. I, it's uh, it's a weird, weird game. Yeah. I also saw on a Wikipedia article I was reading croquet was an mm-hmm. Olympic sport. Too. Oh, I just that's right here. I got this oh, croquet. Nice. They can play croquet. I don't even know how to play, play croquet. My grandma had a croquet set. We just like hit the hit the balls around. Like there were, we didn't put the little things out. We just like took the the hammer thing and just like knocked the balls like golf. Yeah. Uh, Basque paletta that we talked about earlier. Here's a picture of that. We said it was kind of like a cross between handball and tennis. Okay. They've got like this weird, like giant mitten on. Oh, interesting. It's like a, a weird little hooky kind of thing that they're using to catch the ball. Uh, so there's croquet and then roquet. <laughs> so it's a croquet variant played with short mallets on a hard rolled sand court. Oh, okay. I, I surprised they didn't have like bocce ball. I, I, maybe they did. We just haven't gotten to it yet. Uh, they used to have lacrosse. I would watch lacrosse too. I, so lacrosse should be... be an Olympic sport. Let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, it's a good sport. I think it's pretty yeah. popular here too. Yeah, yeah. I remember playing lacrosse in a middle school gym class. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, I was the goalie, so you know I had a lot of uh, welts because <laughs> we played it in like October, and our gym uniform was shorts. Dumb. So it was a bit cold, and then these friggin' balls are hitting me in the legs. That's uh, a shame. They also polo is no longer an Olympic sport. Mm-hmm. I imagine because like who's playing that? Like the, the Prince of Wales. Like <laughs> right. what is that? Rich people get the, get the fuck out of here with that. So yeah, a lot of lot of interesting sports have gone and come, and some have come, some have gone and come back. So and now we are going to go away. <laughs> Finally, skeleton skeleton sledding rugby. I have okay. Brought, I have this joke, and, back. and we'll end it on this joke because uh, I'm controlling the stop button. So skeleton is the only because you know skeleton is the one. It's like luge or whatever, but they but go down first, on right? this tiny tiny sled and they go down head first. And it seems and like the most is, dangerous first, one, right? right. Yeah. Seems like the most dangerous one. So um, skeleton is the only Olympic sport that describes what you'll end up at uh, if you do something wrong. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> 